and welcome back to another episode of Three Tickets Two. I am your host, L. I'm George. <laughs> I'm Dean. How are you guys going? Yeah. Yeah. As good as everyone. You know, if you're listening overseas, you'll be interested to know that we are currently in a major lockdown. If you didn't know that about Melbourne slash Victoria, Australia. So we currently have no life. You can cut that sound bite and put it into every episode because we're always in a major lockdown. Yep. So anyway, so we currently don't really have a life. So that's kind Especially of... Especially because we hold the record in the world for most time spent in lockdown. Yeah, so... Great! But the beauty about being in lockdown, my friends... What's that? that? We get to watch plenty of stuff. Now, guys, what have we been watching this week? Caught up on a lot of shit recently. Tell and watched some new shit. Tell us. Yeah. Start from the start. <laughs> All right, so recently, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I was talking to a friend today and I was, I was saying to her that lockdown sucks, but it's the best time to catch up on TV shows that you stopped watching for a bit or yeah. just find new things. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. And I usually like rip into Netflix about how it's mainly quantity over quality, yet pretty much all the shows I've been watching have been on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just the easiest one. There's just yeah. so much really content yeah. that you just pick something it's like, yeah, okay, I'll watch that. Yeah, it's always so, the first streaming service I go to. Yeah, it's, it's the main one. It's it's the OG. It's yeah. like when parents talk about video game consoles to the kids, like, oh, the Nintendo, everything's the Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Every streaming service is Netflix. Yeah. Every dad, cartoon maybe. is Mickey Mouse. Oh, damn it, you took it right out of my mouth. You watch the Michael Mouse, huh? Michael Mouse. <laughs> Michael Mouse. <laughs> I remember when we were younger, just for context, people, especially if you're European, our grandparents, George's and mine and Dean's, uh, pretty much when you wanted to watch cartoons, they just called it Mickey Mouse. Oh, these guys are when, very fresh off the boat people as well. When we wanted you? to watch oh, yeah. The Simpsons... According to our grandparents, it was Mickey Mouse. All right, that's yellow like, Mickey, yeah, yellow Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> that's it. Not just fresh off the boat, living in Australia for for decades already. <laughs> yes, calling it not even Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mao. Oh, okay. Well, at least ours had Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Sounds like a leader in China. <laughs> Last year, during lo- the second lockdown or first lockdown, can't remember, I started watching um, Sex Education. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really enjoyed it. So I watched the first season, and is it about six? A little bit. <laughs> Did you learn anything? Can you tell me what it's about? I'm not, I'm not, not sex. The show. <laughs> what <laughs> sex? What sex? Well, as a virgin, I learned quite a bit about it. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yes. So pretty much, it's about these two kids. That run a sex clinic at school. A sex clinic. A sex clinic. So the main guy in it, he's played by I think his name is Ash Butterfield. I could probably butchered the name completely. He's um he played Hugo in Hugo. That oh yes. Movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know of the movie. So his his mum is a sex therapist, and she's played by um Gillian Anderson. I thought you were gonna say Barbara Streisand. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Oh, because I meet the fuckers? Meet the yeah. fuckers. <laughs> what did I say? I wonder what, how quickly the, our what, audience got that. I think you know. What's the voicemail that they leave? Oh. Mommy, you forgot the chimichangas. Oh, so make the chimichangas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Like, I haven't seen that movie in over a decade. Yeah. I still remember that bit. Yeah. Anyways, back to sex education. Yes. 
So these two kids run a sex clinic. The other one's played by that Emma Mackey. Uh-huh. She kind of she kind of resembles Margot Robbie a little bit. She's in a oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I see her around. Very talented, very mm. talented. Just thought I'd sprinkle that out there as well. Just, so she's not just a Margot Robbie lookalike because mm. there are plenty of people that look There's like Margot Robbie. A lot of women. That but is there like the Margot first Margot Robbie seven. lookalike? Oh. Do you know who the OG Margot Robbie lookalike is who? before there were Margot Robbie lookalikes? Uh, My name is Elle. The, yeah, my, that was oh. her name. what's her name? Um, I can't remember her name. She's also yeah. the best um, Rashida Jones's friend in um, yeah. Can I be honest she with you? When I first saw Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street, I thought it was her. Yeah, oh, for same. a second, I'm like, I was I'm like, like, wow, she okay. still looks pretty good. Yeah, she got yeah. tall. She got tall and yeah. and a little bit better looking. And she was also <laughs> in. Um, she's still, she was very cute. Nana, she's also in uh, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt and yeah. uh, not another teen movie. Oh, yeah, my God, I, I don't even want to look it up. During the podcast, I will just blurt it out. What her name is? What her name I, is, I yeah. can't remember her name. Any other time I'd know, but I just can't. She's the friend in my name. My name is Earl. Yeah. yeah. There's that. So go on about oh the Oh, my track. God. Well, I'm terrible with this because I just keep deviating to different That's conversations. Okay. And we should have called this podcast The Deviators. Nice. Is it too late to change it? Because I actually yes. really like that. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. Yes. yes. Go on, Dean. Um, so they run a sex clinic. And the first season, I thought, was Quality. This is a show that probably could have been just one season. The second season is pretty good. Now, the funny thing is, I watched half of season two. Because I like binge season one and the first half of season two in like one shot. Yeah. And then I'm like, alright, I'll take a break for the day. And I watched it a year and a half later. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, just, I don't know why, I just never got back to it. And then I saw that season three came out and I'm like, oh, I should probably watch Sex Education because I was like halfway through season two. Season two is probably the weakest season. Still good, but like, eh, it made me think it should have just been one season. Whereas season and, three, yeah, season three was really good. Okay, I've probably poss- oh, is it as good as season one? I'm not so sure, but it's right up there. Mm. So it's, give it, it a give it a rating. Give it a rating out of ten. The whole series or season three? Series, series. I'd give it a solid seven point five or eight out of ten. I feel like that's really good. High. Maybe maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, maybe seven. I'll go seven point five. Okay, wow. Because if it, uh, which is still a great rating, I think. But yeah. if it, if season two was a bit better, I'd go eight eight point five. Wow. Oh. Recommend it because a lot of people just reckon it's for a younger audience. No, older people can watch it. Yes, it is. Uh, older people be- like us. Yes. Oh, what else is I explaining? <laughs> <laughs> what dad's gonna watch it? That's too old. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> I'm hip with the kids. I watch Sex Education. I used to be with it. Then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what is it is real and scary. Is weird and scary to me. Scary. <laughs> nice. You were so oh, close. So- you were so close to getting it all. Damn. You've never been so attractive. Oh, thank you. And then uh, it just went away. <laughs> Dean, then you watched another show. There has been this new show that has come out recently that everyone is talking about. Mm-hmm. Every man and their dog. And yeah, I still didn't know the plot of it before I watched it. Right. Squid Game. Yes. Everyone's talking about Squid Game. Yep. Yeah, so it's really funny because George was talking to his brother and he mentioned this show. And ever since he mentioned this show, it's all I've heard about. It's really weird. It is. But go on, Dean. <laughs> you watch the show. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a new South Korean series, mm. and uh, it's funny. So the first episode, the way it starts is that it's American dubbing. Right. It was awful. 
Okay. So I just quickly changed it to uh, like South Korean just with English subtitles. Oh, I'd much rather we, do that. We always prefer that. Yeah. If we're watching like a... A foreign You know, film. like a movie, like a, maybe like a Mandarin movie, we'll always yeah. go subtitles. Mm. Because the dubbing was just awful and just... Because the, the voice acting wasn't great and just watching the them speak English over the South yeah, Korean it voices, work. it just... It, it didn't work. It only works for Kung Pao. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, it's good for comedy or <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So essentially... To try and give the quickest summary that I can, it's about a bunch of people that have a lot of debt, and right. in order to try and pay off the debt, they all sign up to play to to this competition, where there's six rounds, and each of them is a game that they have played in their childhood. Okay. If you win, you go through to the next round. If you lose, you die. Wow, it's very extreme. The winner gets like forty eight billion won. Okay. Which I think in Australian dollars is like, I'm probably wrong, but like fifty million. Okay. Or just under. So it's, just, it's just a lot of it's money. It's a lot of money. Right. And, and signing up, not giving anything away, just from what clips I've seen, they don't know that they can die? They don't know. There you oh, go. Gee. So I didn't, I didn't watch any trailers before this. I yeah. didn't know what it was about before this. I, actually, the only thing that I heard was from, my, from a few friends of mine saying that it's going to a, a, a crazy game show. Right. That's oh, yeah. all I got. South Korea, other than America, and some parts of Europe are some of the best filmmaking countries out there. Yep. So I thought, let's give it a shot. And the first episode at the end, when shit started going down, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. So is it worth the hype that it's getting? Yes. In the way of not because like it's amazing. I just think it's an interesting spectacle. Mm-hmm. And the con- the concept, it's pretty much Battle Royale meets Parasite. I'm not just saying it because it's another South Korean property. It's be- it's uh, the storylines of Rich and the Poor, the parallels between that. and oh, yeah. I-, I-, I recommend it. Okay. There is one part that almost ruined the show for me. And I can't say it because it's a spoiler. Yeah. So I won't say it, but I feel like if you guys watch it and you get to that bit, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, we should probably watch it. I don't know. It, it's probably not nothing to do with it, but it kind of reminded me of like a Maze Runner style. Essentially, of because yeah. and I know they're not great movies. I know you've, you're not a big fan of them, yeah, but I still like them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, like yeah. I like the concept. I like yeah. the like concept hun- is interesting. You know, Hunger Games, Maze Runner. Yeah. They're all very similar. That kind of massive battle. It's like a battle royale. What battle royale yeah. for one winner? And yeah. I like that. I don't. Know, I like that concept. Then yeah. you'll like. So then you'll like. I'll probably like game. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then we should watch it then. Well, 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 what are you up to tonight? Oh well, there's a podcast. Um, after this, look. <laughs> um, enough about me. I've talked for quite a bit. Yes, what? you have. So, uh, I barely noticed. Yeah. So, guys, what have you guys been doing? Please let me stop talking. Well, just relax. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's what a podcast is. So we are still watching Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders. In How's that going? I, 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 uh, I was going to watch it. Dean. But then I ended up watching Sex, Sex Education and Squid Game. The last episode that just aired this week. Yeah, on Tuesday. Was absolutely amazing. Yes, it was phenomenal. Why without going into spoilers? <sighs> if you can even say okay. why. I can't really. You can't. Because Martin was good. No, well, there's well, always good. <laughs> Mine shorts always good. I can't because it's, I guess they used a, a specific method of 
Yeah, so there's actually not one word spoken in the episode. Oh, can we say that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to, like, give away the... Yeah. There is music that you can hear, but yeah. there is no dialogue which you can hear. Yeah. It's it's only what you can read. It's very... Very interesting. interesting. Oh, I want to ask why, but I don't want to know. Okay, yeah. and I want to point out... It's to do with one character. Yeah. And I want to point out, last time we spoke about this show, we spoke about Nathan Lane being in this. Obviously, the show's dealing with murder, so there is some drama aspects to the show. I have nev- never seen this side of Nathan Lane, but he nailed it. Oh, yeah. Is he the murderer? Well, we can't give anything away. But the way you're describing it makes no, 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 no. It's, no. It's just, I solved the mystery no, before no, no. they did. Well, the series, it's still, like, still going. Yeah. So really, they they we're they're, in the middle of the season. A, a murder mystery show lets you think that everyone could be the murderer. Yes. So of course, at some stage, you might think he's the murderer, but at some stage, you might think Selena Gomez is the murderer. It was a very dramatic episode. Yeah. There was no you can't say there was no comedy. There was no in, there was there no was, intentional was, comedy. No, there was some parts that were still very funny. Very funny, but. It was just Martin Short being Martin Short. It was and, very and just. Hang on, and Steve Martin. And Steve Martin. It was just very slapstick. Not slapstick yeah. was Martin Short. Steve Martin was very facial. Yeah. How long are these episodes? Oh, only Ste- between Ste- thirty to thirty-five minutes. Oh yeah, around there. Yeah. Around there. George and I. I know we said this last time. Even more so now. We very much highly recommend watching. This yeah. Show. I think the great thing, not to like boast our podcast, but one of the best things about our podcast is that. People can be scared about hearing spoilers, but we don't talk about it because most of the time, not all three of us have seen yes. this particular thing. So we want to tiptoe for us mainly around spoilers. I like that. I like that <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. What else have you guys been watching? Thanks to you, Dean. You have recommended a show that I've actually always wanted to watch. I think we've yeah. never really got the chance to, but thanks to your recommendation, it's finally gotten over the line. Arrested Development. Now, yes! For the people that know, it's a great show. It's it's. I don't think it's a... It's a very well-known show. For some people, it I is. I think so. But it's like a cult. It's got like a cult following. It's like I a believe. meat in the middle. It's very well-known, but yeah. it isn't. It's hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I it's an enigma in that sense. Yeah. I feel like it's like an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia kind of show. Yes. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure. Yes. That's, that's, it's got, that's, it's that's got a great comparison diehard, when it comes to... It's yeah. got its diehard fans. Otherwise, your general person that just watches TV on a regular basis will, might not know it. Yeah. yeah. No, or have right. just heard I it agree. once. I like following. it. It's a good explanation. We've seen maybe most of season one. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really good. Uh, I'm very happy. Um, what, what episode are you guys Great up to? cast. Oh, uh, that's what, a hard which one. one that we just watch? The yeah. one with the public where they, where they hire a publicist for the family, for the Blue family. Now, I like, what I like about the show is they're all funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all funny. But who's the funniest? Who's the funniest? I don't know. They all make me laugh in different ways. Yeah. I think the general funniest character, like, I, he's not necessarily, necessarily for me my favourite character, but the funniest probably ever be like Job or Tobias. Yeah. I think they're the they're, more out there funniest. Yeah, funny. they're the most out there. Yeah. Like, they get the most jokes. They're the obvious funnies. Yeah, the yeah. obvious funnies. But they're not my favourite. I think I've got two favourites. Maybe three. I think I can guess. Okay. I think one's Buster. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love Buster. You like um, Liza Minnelli's character? Oh my god! <laughs> Lucille too. She's Lucille so too. funny. Her vertigo. <laughs> she's very like classic. Com- yeah, um, it's uh, the voice. Yeah, and very, very old timey voice. Very old timey yeah. humor. Yeah. It's yeah. really funny. And, and what's the third? third? Oh, George Michael. No, George no. Senior. George, oh, George Senior. Senior. Yeah, of course. He's very funny. He just converts to Judaism. <laughs> so funny. George Michael's funny. 
to but he's great it's, it's so just I feel for him he's so confused <laughs> in his uh, he's oh got a thing for his cousin it's so funny yeah if yeah. you haven't actually seen seen the show Michael Sarah, who plays George Michael which is a hilarious name in itself obviously because of the singer he has a crush on his cousin maybe <laughs> Her name is Maybe. Her name's Maybe. <laughs> You're not just so questioning weird. it. It's just such a weird show. Everyone has their quirks. Everyone is funny. George Ugh, Michael. He would not have had to audition for Superbad. Sorry, Michael Sarah. Yes. Yeah, the awkward. He's he's yeah. playing George Michael. He, he plays the awkward character really well. Yeah. The actor, so yeah. I really like it. But he has such a baby face in he this does. show. But just the great thing about it is that each cast member is hilarious in their own way. Yeah, that's like cool. Lucille. Yeah. Is fantastic. Yeah. George Senior is great. Michael, like just because he's like the the main character and the straight man. If you have not seen the show, we highly recommend it. You can watch it on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Ah! <laughs> you can watch on Disney, Disney Plus. Nah! Okay. All right, we are going to take a break, and we will be right back with some sad stuff. But it needs to be talked about. We'll be back. All right, we are back, and we've decided that we're going to dedicate this little part of the podcast to a great comedian who unfortunately passed away within the last couple of weeks. Norm Macdonald. Now, I just want to point out that we were all really big fans. Yep. Like, one of our top, top, top favourite people that there is. So when we heard that he had passed, it was obviously extremely devastating. And the fact that he battled cancer for nine years made it even worse. And no one knew about it. No one knew about it. But, yeah, we just wanted to take, you know, this little bit of time to just talk about what we love about Norm. And just dedicate it to his memory. George, do you want to... I know he was your um, favourite out of anyone. Well, yeah. Uh, it, it really hit me hard, this mm. one in particular. I still feel like it hasn't hit me. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel real. I just got, like, a few things I just wanted to write. It was just a bit, you know, otherwise I don't want to miss anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to say he was the most underappreciated. And I feel like he was the most misunderstood comedian of our time oh without you know for anyone who doesn't know you'd you'd watch him and you'd be like whoa is this guy funny like i don't get it like he's so weird there's a reason why among his peers among other comedians other you know very famous people that he was the best they all said it like he's a genius he was the best yeah he was my favorite i have got my favorites but he was there was no one that would make me laugh yeah, than you the have norm. A, you have a special norm laugh that you dedicate Apparently, apparently I have a laugh norm. for certain people. <laughs> you do. Um, but even like, there was only a couple of days before he passed that I was doing my usual showing someone, you know, who hasn't seen norm yeah. clips on YouTube. That was and, my thing. Like, yeah. you want to see someone funny? Here, check this out. Check the moth joke out. That was my go-to, the moth joke. <laughs> it's 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 my favorite joke of all time. Yeah. And it wasn't even the joke. It's it's not, the punchline is terrible. That's it's what the build-up. Yeah. It's his delivery. The delivery is fantastic. The build-up is the best. Because mm. it's like he's making it up on the go. It's yeah. like he knows the punchline, but he's like, here, let me tell you this really long and pointless uh, story along the way. How does uh, Andy Richter describe it? 
so I've got something to show you and you, t- and you take us for a walk for two miles yeah. and it's just like a dog turd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how you can describe some of Pretty those much. jokes. But it's a... <laughs> yeah. But for me, that walk, you know, walking on clouds, that whole yeah. moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it only just started like really in my teens, my late teens where I really got to really appreciate his, his genius and his the dry wit yeah. which I like to think is what I like and my yeah. style of humour. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm anything like him or f- remotely funny. I just think that if if that's what I like in comedy, that's what I yeah. can relate to and that's what I try to do if I try to be funny, Yeah, which works very Shut little up. of a time. You know? Shut up. Yeah, anyway, really like... And before that, I've only seen him in certain movies and you've all seen him. You were all at that stage you know you're from billy madison i'm like this guy is funny but i didn't know how funny yeah. just hey. is he's hey where's billy <laughs> where's billy man he's that's at school cool, man oh <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> perfect mm. perfect <laughs> and, that, and that whole thing with that news that news report which is obviously talking about Billy, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, oh, it could be someone else." But from then on, it was, you know, it's when I really started watching Saturday Night Live. You know, um, I don't know why I struggle saying Saturday Night Live. It's, I don't know. It's just this. No, it's a lot. Trying to say Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. <laughs> SNL. SNL. Yeah. That's when I started watching SNL. I started watching uh, his old weekend updates. I started watching talk show appearances. Yes. And his talk show appearances is really what made me really admire him and, you know, really respect him because it was just, I don't know, other people were like, oh, like, it would make a lot of people groan. And, like, that's what I like. I'm happy to make someone groan with my jokes. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, make someone be like, oh. Yeah. But I get joy out of that. And I know he got a lot of joy out of doing that. A great example of one of his appearances on Conan. His Conan interviews were top notch. If there's one thing that we can recommend to you to go watch on YouTube, it's Norm on Conan. But one great example, besides the moth joke, is when he was on one of the last episodes that Conan did of The Tonight Show. Yeah. Before he, you know, moved on to eventually go to TBS after a while. Yes. Norm bought a muffin basket on (laughs) stage. As a congratulations. As a congratulations of getting the Tonight Show (laughs) that he was meant to give him six months ago. And at this stage, Conan was like getting kicked off the show. Yeah, it was like one of his last episodes. Message was hilarious. (laughs) Nothing can stop you now. (laughs) Uh, You know, time of your life. Anyway, hilarious. Highly recommend that specific interview. It's his delivery that really made him who he is. Yeah. And another thing I, I know you showed us recently, but I'd already obviously already seen it, but like it was, it was just really reminded me of like his, I don't give a shit attitude was, um, on that, uh, roast that he was on for, for Bob Saget. For Bob Saget. Yeah. And now the story behind that, and a lot of people didn't know at the time cause they're, they're like not laughing. Like no one in the audience was really laughing, but except for the people on stage, on stage like Bob Saget, you know, was he was meant to be roasting everyone. And the story behind it is that he was told by the producers you know you got to be rude you got to be you got to swear you got to like make your jokes you know really raunchy and he's a kind of guy that's like no i don't i don't do that 
you yeah, know what I mean? Don't tell like, me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. Like on the side note, he was very he can be politically incorrect. He could have been, but he was a very caring person. Yeah. And everyone that knows him, he was a sweetheart to everyone yeah. that he knew and people he really cared about people. Yeah. But in this instance, he's like fuck you. I'm doing what I I want to do and he pretty much had a joke book from like the 1950s. <laughs> And for everyone that he roasted, it was just a really bad joke. Yeah. You know, like he said, to, it's such a stupid one. He goes to Bob Saget, he goes, uh, Bob Saget has a face like a flower, a cauliflower. And he's like, hang on, he's like, your face looks like a cauliflower. But then he got... And he no got, one's laughing. Yeah. Yeah, no one's laughing. But I love it, he just goes... You got a fucking dog face. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the only thing that he said that he like swore on. I really miss him, and it was very hard to take. And there will never be anyone like him. No. I'll I'll wrap it up. I know been going on um, about it. I can go on all night, but I'm not here all night. Ah, hearing about it was oh, it was devastating. Like oh, I found out about it through waking up and seeing a text from you. Yeah. Oh. I think for me, when it comes to Norm, especially like. Uh, for the two comedians that I respect more than anyone else is Andy Kaufman yep. and Norm MacDonald. Yep. Because they are the two... Com- Obviously, you could say the same about many comedians, but these two in particular did not give a fuck about what anyone said about them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did not change who they are or their style of comedy for anyone. And just to keep it on Norm, for me, the best example was him as the Weekend Update host. Oh, yeah. With all the OJ Simpson jokes. Mm. Just kept going in on OJ. Mm. With joke week after week after week. And they were, te- like, they were like, oh, nasty yeah. jokes. But they were, co- they were gold. They were I freaking think hilarious. They needed to be said. I think the head of the network was friends with OJ. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. OJ. Yeah. So he was friends with OJ. The executive was like, ah, oh, cut it. Yeah. Cut it with the norm jokes. It just made Norm go more all in. Yeah. Just put all his all uh, chips in yeah. on the OJ that's jokes. That's when and he, he got thrived. Fired. Yeah. That's when he thrived. When someone said no, don't, he'd be like, he, go "That's twice that's, as that's hard. Exactly. go twice as hard." Yeah, it's, it's like when he hosted the ESPY Awards. Oh. So was, there was a lot of just sharp in. jokes in there, <laughs> like, yeah. and to the point where. The camera would look at the audience and they're just shaking their heads. Yeah. yeah. And I think that contributed as well to him losing his job at SNL. Yeah. Um, but he didn't care. For no. him, it was worth it. it. One of my favorite examples of Norm not giving a shit was uh, when he hosted Saturday Night Live. Because I don't know if I've ever seen that. They wrote this full monologue for him. Oh, God. But he didn't read any of it. <laughs> and, um, like,. I'll do. Everyone's got their own Norm Macdonald yeah. impression. Yeah. But just he'd go. I'm gonna butcher it, but he'd go up there and be like, "He's like, oh, so they asked me the host now, but they fired me a year and a half yeah. ago, and now they're asking me the host. Uh, either I got really funny, yeah, or this show got really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. Like, and I think this show just got really bad. <laughs> how, can, how can you write a monologue for a comedian like that? Uh, you Dude, can't. Especially, surely these guys knew him well enough to know that if they wrote him something, he would definitely go against what they wrote. I guess it was the way they were trying to control him, maybe. Maybe. But that just doesn't work. <laughs> but you're putting him on live TV. Yeah, I know. That was their biggest what do you mistake. Expect? 
it's tragic, especially because it came out of nowhere and he hit it from pretty much everyone. Mm. The cancer. Yeah, it's it's what George said. We'll never have another comedian like Norm. No. But there's a great YouTube channel for who I didn't. I don't know if it was run by Norm Macdonald in the first place, or he nah. gave clips to people, or is it just a big Norm Macdonald? It's fan? a Norm Macdonald just fan. A big Norm, Mac- Norm Macdonald fan. Yeah, because so it's called I'm Not Norm. Yes. If not every day, every second or third day, they're posting up clips of Norm Macdonald, and they've been yeah. doing it for years, and we've all been subscribed to that channel for a few years yeah. now. Can I just quickly add? Just look, go to that channel. Look at the. The joke segment from his show, especially with Bob Einstein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he that's terrible. He clearly that's just terrible. He clearly writes all these jokes and he gets these other celebrities to read them out. And whenever they ask who wrote, like who wrote these, who writes these, he would never say that he it was him. Like, okay. <laughs> but He'd you know, like, oh, yeah. some guy. It's like Larry King's yeah, like these know. jokes are terrible. Yeah. And you just see Norm you know smiling, it. just like yeah, it is. He's like, go on, no, you read this one. <laughs> Yeah. And he just set him up. Yes. He just set him up for failure. Did I say failure? Yeah, failure. That's okay. He is an icon. And like Dean said, we highly recommend to watch any video from the I'm Not Norm YouTube channel. Go and watch the Bob Saget uh, the roast. roast because yeah. that is fantastic. Watch it knowing what I said. Exactly. In that, like, it's not him. It, he's yeah. saying bad jokes on purpose. On purpose. Uh, that's what that's makes, what it, makes it even funnier. We also recommend to watch any interview he does with Conan. Yeah. And also, especially Letterman, because he definitely uh, looked up to Letterman. Yeah. And especially his last he got his appearance first break. that he did on uh, Letterman. Mm. It's very heartbreaking. It's yeah. beautiful. So Because yeah, he tears up in the video. He does. He, yeah. it's, it's very beautiful. We highly recommend to go watch it. Yeah, so, like- all right. We will miss you, Norm. Yeah. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with the news. Alright, we are back, people, and we're just going to get straight into it with the news today, because boy, oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Like, we're not even doing a final segment. This is the final this segment. This is the final segment. There is that much to talk about. It's because we've been gone for a bit, and the whole time we were gone, there was so much crap that came out. Alright, so Dean, take it away. Hit right. us. Now, the first thing I want to talk about for the news isn't movie news. What? It isn't even TV show news. What? It's game news. Get out of here. Which will eventually turn to movie news. But we're going to talk about game news to start with because a Nintendo Direct happened about a week ago. And Nintendo Directs, they happen like every few months. Usually they do one for March. They do one for E3, which is June, July. And they do one September, maybe one for the end of the year. Now, last year, Nintendo didn't do a single Nintendo Direct which caused Nintendo fans to go into meltdown. And the ones that they did do was one that was called Nintendo Direct Party Showcase. Right. And it just showed a bunch of random third title, third party games that no one had ever heard of or cared about. Okay. So this year we finally started getting Nintendo Directs again after a year and a half. So just to be clear, a Nintendo Direct is like showing upcoming games. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like the variety hour show where they just show what's coming out nice probably should have explained that at the start that's thank a you that's a right. so they they can go anywhere between 20 minutes they can go for an hour so now one came out last week the September Direct and usually the September Direct is a pretty big one because mm. every Direct that they've done over the past few years in September there's usually a pretty big game that no one knows about that they announce right and they announce a new one this year for example there's a 3D Kirby game coming out 
last 3D Kirby game we got was on the Nintendo 64. Oh, wow. it's a long time ago. Yeah. And that one was like 2D, 3D hybrid. Whereas this one looks like Super Mario Odyssey, but with Kirby. Kirby. But with Kirby. Yeah. I like it. And it looks sick, the trailer. I was like, oh my freaking... Apparently it got leaked a few hours before. But I was asleep during that because the Nintendo was alive at like 8am. Yeah. The direct. So I was dead asleep during yeah. those leaks and I did not know about it and I was like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> they unveiled the new maps to Mario Party Superstars and one of them's my favourite my all time favourite Mario Party map Yoshi's Tropical Island oh that's the best one that's my personal favourite Mario Party map do you like that one? I like anything Yoshi related, let's oh, be honest. Yes. There you go. The music standard great. Yoshi Valley Nintendo 64 unbeaten. The sec- uh, so we already had Peach's birthday cake for Mario Party 1. They also got Spaceland for Mario Party 2. And yeah. the third one they semi-announced was Woody Woods for Mario Party 3. So it's like, what are the other nice. two maps going to be? Because they said it's only going to be five. But I've also got a theory it's going to be DLC coming out after with more maps. Fingers crossed. So they announced Yoshi's Tropical Island and Horrorland. And the music for Horrorland sounded fucking awesome just a really? really good remastered version of the classic nice. and they unveiled all 100 mini games outside of the direct and it's the same music just remastered i'm like yeah. wow i'm glad they didn't change it up too much to make it more modern nice. they just modernized the og music yeah very and I'm nice like, i can get down with it that was exciting remember what you said about us the other week about uh, when we were talking about the matrix for about a minute what did i say we sounded like huge nerds <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hear <laughs> the excitement? The excitement. Of the party. Look, I get it. It's a great game, but my God, sir, yeah, you cannot, you cannot say anything about me talking about the Matrix for for thirty six seconds. He got you there. He bro. did. No, he did. I deserve it. I deserve it. But being you a nerd isn't a bad thing. You no, need some we, sex we... education. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> So that's exciting. Yes. But then at the end of the direct, mm. Shigeru Miyamoto came out. Mm. Now, Shigeru Miyamoto, he created pretty much all the iconic Nintendo properties, Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong, the list goes on. Wow. Now, when it's he first crazy. came out, I got really excited because I thought they were going to announce a new Super Mario game. Right. Now, they didn't announce a new Super Mario game, <laughs> but they did give more information about the brand new Super Mario movie coming out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy! That is being done by Illumination. Now, Illumination, I've got no hope for this movie because Illumination's doing it. Because I'm not a fan of the Despicable Me movies. I don't like the Sing movies. I I, I don't really like Illumination style. It's very like let's just use modern music from today and just chuck it in there because it's easy for kids to enjoy. Like I know the movies are for kids, but the adults are the ones taking them as well. Let's make something. For, yeah, like, but don't people enjoy. like Despicable Me? They're, su- they're uh. successful, aren't they? They're, oh, they're very successful. Very. They make top dollars. Like, I'm pretty sure one of the Despicable Me movies got over a billion dollars in the box office. No way. I could be wrong, or at least it was like 900 million. Wow. It's very popular. There you go. Very popular. I guess that's why they chose them. Yes. Now, you guys already know the news if you're listening to this, but it's just the... It's not the news. It's the experience I had when Miyamoto came out and said, we are announcing the cast to the brand new Super Mario movie. The reason why I say it's an experience... Now, I watched this live as it happened. Yeah. At like 8.30 in the morning. Now, after the Kirby news, Nintendo 64 news, and Mario Kart news, I started to get pretty tired again. And then when they announced this, my eyes were like, Oh, okay, it'll be interesting. I just thought it was going to be voice actors. Like, I thought it was going to be Charles Martinet doing the voice of Mario again and Luigi. 
And then I saw Chris Pratt's face. <laughs> and my eyes just went, what? <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Who thinks of Chris Pratt? When it comes to Mario. Obviously Nintendo did. Like, listen to the Like, I know he's going to do an accent in that. But, like... Yeah, but is he, he though? But, uh, that's what I don't know. That's yeah. why I'm shitting myself. Because he put up a video on Instagram and got, It's me, Mario. We're working <laughs> on the voice. I'm like, you fucking better be working on the voice. <laughs> sure it'll be good. You could have given me a hundred different guesses to guess who's going to voice Mario. I would never have picked Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's so random. You could have had a thousand guesses you wouldn't have picked him. Because I would have gone for more voice actors first. I don't I didn't think they were gonna do like the big Hollywood celebrities. And just seeing like the, the black and white image of beautiful Chris Pratt, it was like an immemorial thing. But it just said Chris <laughs> Pratt. And it's like his last dying words were Mario. It was fucking crazy. And then the next one they announced is Anya Taylor Joy as Peach, and that's where you started realizing they're going the Hollywood route. Yeah. But I'm like, I actually don't mind that casting. That's pretty good casting. Yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah, she was great in The Queen's Gambit. Exactly. And she's Peach. She's got the voice for it, I think. Yeah. I think that's great casting. Yeah. But then where I lost my shit again, but in a good way, was Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah. Oh, see, I think that's <laughs> I think, I think that's perfect. fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> it's something I never thought about. Just the anxious brother that can also... It just makes random voice, but will probably yeah, speak that, very quick. That really husky voice, yeah. that broken yeah. voice. It's going to suit Luigi. With whatever direction they're going in. Like, if they're having Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, I feel like is a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Presley. What? Jamie Presley. Jamie Presley. My name is Earl. Jamie Presley. Lisa. I said Lisa first. Jamie Presley. I thought you were talking about Lisa Uh, Marie Presley. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going for. No, that's what I got mixed up. It was in my head. Jamie Presley. There you go. Took me so long. Said he'd get back to oh, it. He like, like, I did not look that up. I did not yeah, look we that know. up. No, you've been sitting here for ages, not on your phone. <laughs> My f- face was blank. It's because I was thinking of the name all that time. Just in case, look it up. In case you're wrong, <laughs> but it's yeah. Jamie. I'm pretty sure it's Jamie Presley. It'd be funny if it wasn't. And then I started thinking, this is a wild ride. Who's going to be Bowser? Yeah. Uh, I was like, I'm excited to see who... I'm scared. Not excited. I'm scared to see who Bowser is. And then it's fucking Jack Black. Of course it is. <laughs> Do you reckon he... Okay. What's the bit that Bowser's going to sing? Of course he like is. Like a rock and roll song. No! What's the bit? I hope so. Yeah. Like, I can't say, but that's not Bowser. But all he does is roar. But, like, but at the same time, old Mario says, Mamma Mia! And... What, Chris Pratt's gonna come in oh, and fucking charm no. everyone. Oh no, Luigi! What are we gonna do? It's me, Mario. No, no. Oh, I don't know. Like they'll make they're it work. Put up, they're gonna put on voices, surely. Yeah, they'll, they'll make it work. I don't know. That's a tough one. I can't and imagine Charlie Day doing like an Italian accent. But the other big okay, one, a bad one, like one that just caught me off guard real bad, was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> Hell yeah! I just can't I wait. That. To hear Donk- like someone make a joke around Donkey Kong, he's gonna get. Go- <laughs> 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 that's what's gonna come out of Donkey Kong. Yep. That's Donkey Kong. Yep. Yeah, that's not- and I mean- Cranky Kong's being voiced by Fred Armisen. Yeah, and Toad's a- being voiced by Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a Super I Mario cast. Uh, Moving on, because we have so much to talk about, George. I believe you are going to discuss the first reactions to No Time to Die. 
the new James Bond movie. Very Am I? exciting. Okay, I will. Yes. Daniel Craig and Anna de Armas. Oh boy, Anna de Armas. Sorry, go on. Got mm. a thing? Can't think for her? Oh, I'm in love with her. No. Oh. Well, what about that. Rashida, Dean? Rashida's my wife. Her name, <laughs> her name is Rashida Jones, not Rashida Dean. Fun fact, my car is named Rashida. Yeah, you've mentioned it on the podcast before. <laughs> I like mentioning it again. <laughs> and what do you do to your car, Dean? I love it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I know what you were trying to get me to say, and I'm not going for it. <laughs> so first reactions to No Time to Die. It seems just the general consensus is that it is a fitting end to Daniel Craig's James Bond. I like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not the best of his James Bond movies, but it's definitely not the worst. For me, it would be Quantum of Solace. I just did really not enjoy that I movie at all. I think that's for everyone. Um, but no, I, I really did didn't. That Spectre, but yeah, we but really enjoyed Spectre when we started. I, I, love, I, I love Spectre. Any other Bond movie that he's done has been fantastic yeah. to me. Yeah. For me, Quantum of Solace was actually not a good movie. Yeah. It wasn't even okay. For me, it was just not good. Mm. I partially blame that on the writer's strike that was happening yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Because it pretty much just messed up production on a lot of movies that were coming around in that period, especially yeah. Bond. Yeah. yeah. Score on Rotten Tomatoes from 105 reviews. I was going to say, I got 105. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was... It's that good. No, um, 105 reviews, 83%. Okay. That's all right. That's, that's, that's good. decent. That's what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to get like a 90, well, 9900 from one movie. Yeah. So Um, I'll read some tweets as you would. I don't know who these people are. They're just, you know. People that saw the movie. They've got the blue tick next to the name. So they're people that. There's someone. (laughs) Twitter says they're good. Twitter says they're good. Scott Mance. You heard of him? I love Scott Mance. Yes, he's from Collider. There you go. He writes, no time to die. Need more time to process, but I really liked it a lot. To say definitely better than Quantum and Spectre. It's Daniel Craig's most grounded and, dare I say it, most intimate take on James Bond with a powerful, unexpected, and very emotional payoff. Definitely worth the wait. Can you read that first sentence again? No time to die, need more time to process. I thought you were going to say, no time to die, more like need more time to die. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought you were going to yeah. say. I, I feel like that would be a negative review. <laughs> Matt Neglia? wrote no time to die ends this era of james bond with a grand and spectacular finale wraps up the plots from previous films while pushing the boundaries of what the character can deliver rami malik is one creepy bond villain exciting well crafted and emotional a toast to daniel craig just before you keep reading i did read some of um reactions that people that really didn't like rami malik really mm. yeah mm. just they you said know what an- they were saying another bland bond villain like full reviews are out for this movie yeah it's out and if it might be out soon or now in a few countries by the time by the time this goes out so like ign gave the movie like a seven although don't listen to ign when it comes to movie reviews there's like no credibility there but it's interesting to hear different opinions anymore yeah i like uh, this guy uh scott menzel i don't think he's related to dina is it a name of dina menzel anyway well how did uh, travolta say adele medazine something bad He writes, No Time to Die is the big screen spectacle the world has been waiting for. Beautifully directed and emotional goodbye to Daniel Craig's Bond. No Time to Die is filled to the brim with spectacular action sequences, stunning set pieces, and jaw-dropping cinematography. A must-see. That's what I think of when I think of James Bond. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to overthink about the movie I'm watching. It's action. It's, it's a spectacle. Bond. It's, it's Bond. That's, that's all you need Bond. to say. It's Bond. It's, Bond. it's big enough to know yeah. that everyone knows what you're expecting. It's yeah. dumb action 
done to yeah. the most professional way. With class. Yeah. Yes, with class. Yeah. The, I got one negative review, but I want to read it. In a, in <laughs> it's a, shit. It's shit. Yeah. In a in a weird voice because I just I hate these snob reviewers. Anyway, well, uh, you'll like this one nice. because this one's basically talking up Anna de Amas because um, she's your favorite. <laughs> Um, this person wrote this give Anna Del Mas every role ever I wish she was in No Time to Die More but my god she was perfect hilarious and a badass I love her hilarious okay. Anna Del Mas is hilarious Marvel has really gotten grasp on Hollywood with quips so I'm guessing there's going to be plenty of quips in Bond yeah. movies now yeah he's got quips every now. movie has to be funny yeah. but Marvel funny not like actual jokes just quips yeah, yeah. Uh, they fly now so this, they fly now. <laughs> they fly now. They fly now. I could dedicate a whole episode to why that line sucks. <laughs> Go on. Um, I'll finish with this bad review because I just I hate this guy. His smug face. <laughs> What's his name? Bilge. He's his first name. I'm pretty sure. Bilge. 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 Ebiri. It's from New York Magazine. Wait, Bilge. Yeah. Oh, Bilge. It's got a G. Okay. It's still the same tired nonsense, just longer, and all the added elements to give the story and the character's emotional heft mostly fail as a result. Shut up. Well, we haven't seen the movie yet. No, but it's like I was telling Al before I go, this guy's walking in not liking Bond. What are you saying that you know he doesn't he's not a fan of any Bond. Maybe he likes the old ones, I don't know, but he does not like Bond. So you walk in Expecting not to like it, and chances are you're not going to like it. You're not going to give it a chance. Mindset. You're not yeah. going to give it a chance. He's dedicated to that mindset. He's not. He's going in with no clear mind, no clear it, conscience. It sounded like he had already made up his mind. Exactly. So what was the first thing saying. that he said? Sorry. It's still the same tired nonsense. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Just longer. If um, if he's only talking about Spectre, then like fine, yeah. sure, I get it. But it's I don't know. But it sounds like he's talking about pretty much majority of the Daniel Which Craig one movies. Which was Spectre? Is that the one with Harvey Biden? No, that's uh, Skyfall. That was but a really that good one's one. got uh, Christoph Waltz yeah. as the villain Batista as like yeah. the odd job type. How yeah. are you gonna give a movie an unbiased you know opinion, which is what you're meant to be as a professional? Yes, a professional. Yeah, that's the problem. He's if not just gonna... someone on. You need to like someone on Twitter. You need to like he's... every genre. Yeah. You need to appreciate every genre. Mm. And if you don't like the movie, you've got to have a genuine reason for it. Yeah. Bond delivers what it promises. For me, the reason why I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt is because it's like me going to a Baz Luhrmann movie. I can't stand any of his movies, but anytime a new one comes out, I, for me personally, I'll try as hard as I can to find the positives. Yeah, I want to go that's... into it with an open mindset. I still hate it in the end, but it's yeah. not because I want to hate it. I really yeah. want to like his movies. If, I really do. If he do, brings out a good movie, you're not going to say you hate it because exactly, you hate him. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, right now, I just don't think he's brought out a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's like his new Elvis movie. I'm still, I'm really excited to see it. Even though I, I hate Baz Luhrmann, hate his movies... But I'm still keen to see it. It's a story about Elvis and it's got Tom Hanks in it. And I really want to like the movie. I'm going in, in, into it with a mindset of, let's watch this. Let's enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Point is, with this guy, the reason why I brought my experience up is that he maybe didn't like the Daniel Craig Bond movies. And he still went into it with the same mindset of like, I'm going to try and enjoy this movie, try and get as much as I can out of it. And then he just walked out like this. Is shit. But that's not the first sentence told us. That first sentence of his review basically told us that you know he already doesn't like these movies and he's gone in not expecting to like it 
yeah. with that mindset. He hasn't gone in with a clear mindset. He hasn't gone in with an yeah. unbiased opinion. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. Gone, gone in, in thinking, saying, I'm going to try like this movie. This is going to be shit. And halfway in, oh, I was right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Had these people in my life. I, I know this. Still got know? some of these people in my life. Still got these people in my life. Keen to, still yeah. really keen to see. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, for me, because I grew up with Daniel Craig, he's probably my favorite Bond. Like, it's either him or Pierce Bronson. Yeah, me too. Brosnan yeah. or Bronson? Brosnan. 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 Char- uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah, um, Bronson. Brosnan. Is the other. No, this. Yeah. this ain't over. Yeah. This ain't over. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, thank you. Yeah, so those two are my favorites. I'll probably just lean more towards Daniel Craig because, like, I got to see his movies in the cinemas. It adds to the experience that I've seen Daniel mm. Craig as Bond in the cinema and at, like, uh, Skyfall's probably. It's that or Goldeneye. Definitely cannot wait to see it whenever we bloody can because we're still in bloody lockdown. Oh, dude, we've got so many movies that are coming out once we get out of lockdown. There's. Well, let's just run through it. Eternals comes out. Yes. Yep. Shang-Chi is already out. I don't know if it's going to be in the cinemas because it's going to um, Disney Plus on the 12th of November, I think. Yeah. can't even say it as Australians that we, we haven't seen it because we're Australian. Most of Australia has seen Shang-Chi, probably. Yeah, yeah it's just mainly Victoria and Victoria. New South Wales. Venom, yep. Yep. which we'll go into next. And, and there's, uh, I wrote a whole list. There's so many more, but like we've got a lot of catching up to do when yeah, this lockdown ends. As Victorians, we've got a lot of catching up to do on movies especially for the podcast yes Dean I believe you have first reactions to Venom which Venom. is a very big Venom. movie Venom. 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 sorry I hate, that, I hate that song. It's Eminem's Venom song. Venom, Venom, Interesting reactions. One thing I found interesting about the review embargo, What's review like you can't review it before this date online. Okay, okay. You know sorry, I, mean? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's okay. And you can um, only say a certain amount for like a reaction embargo. So there's the reaction embargo that comes out first and yeah. then the review embargo. Okay. Apparently the review embargo wasn't until day released. Which, oh. I, when I was watching John Campia, I don't know if you saw this, Dean. No, I didn't. But typically, he said that when the embargo is lifted on the day it's released, it, it means typically means that the movie's not that good because uh, they don't want the reactions to be thought about too much. They don't want it to bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm hearing decent things. Dean, no, go on with the reactions. But spot on there. Yeah. With those, there's been plenty of movies that they leave the, the embargo till the very day. Or yeah, there's actually la- been some like examples last of that it comes out after the movie comes out. Yeah. No. Because yeah. they don't want people to think about these reactions too much. They want them to be able yeah. to go and see it. Yeah. And make, the, make their own judgment. But regardless, I'm still hearing positive things. So, Dean, go on. Yeah. So, uh, before I go on with this, what did we think about the first Venom movie? I liked it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't love it. I liked it, but I didn't love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm probably more on the same boat as yeah. George. Like, I, didn't like, I thought it was okay. I really I liked Tom Hardy. I, I loved Tom Hardy Venom. as Venom. Yeah. yeah, same. But I think the movie wasn't very strong. Hmm. The villain was poor. Yeah. Very poor. Very poor. But Tom Hardy and Venom together, I thought worked really oh, I think well it's together. Perfect. I think yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. They're Great. a good team. I really like them Great together. Great casting. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Mm. Now, first reaction here we got from Dan Casey. He said... Venom Let There Be Carnage is a wild-ass movie of the highest order, ultra-violent rom-com that is delightfully self-aware and weird. Tom Hardy gives 200%. Whatever you do, don't miss the post-credits. I like to hear that. Yeah. Now, the guy you were talking about, was it Koi? Did you talk about Koi guy before? No? What? No, we're Never talking mind. about Bulge. 
Oh, sorry. It was someone Bob. Sorry, I thought I heard Corey. Bilge. Thought, oh, you know what? Because I read some No Time to Die reaction before, and this guy said did one for No Time to Die. Okay. Corey Jandrew, who was, did a lot of stuff for like Collider and was part of the Sopranos crew. Okay, yeah. He said, Venom, let there be carnage. Oh, sorry, I write how he did it. Hashtag Venom, hashtag let there be carnage is absolute insanity. Carnage looks better than I could have dreamed of as a kid growing up reading those comics. Tom Hardy is having the time of his life, and Andy Serkis flexes those mocap and CGI muscles to give us truly intense and visceral symbiote battles. Nice. Nice. Mike Ryan says, Venom, let there be carnage. My gosh, these movies are so stupid, and I can't help how much I enjoy them. I could watch ten more movies of Eddie and Venom calling each other losers. There's a scene where Eddie and Venom are laying out on the beach together, and they watch the sunset. Oh. That's nice. That's gorgeous. That's spoilers, though. It's a bit of a spoiler, isn't yeah. it? For Matt. Oh, Alright, <laughs> Venom Let There Be Carnage embraces the absurd buddy romance from the first film even more. Andy Circus keeps the action and humour moving quickly, even if it doesn't always land. Tom Hardy's gonzo performance is still a highlight, while Woody Harrelson relishes every sadistic moment. Nice. That's the first person to bring up Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for a reaction. Your voice changes like six times as you're reading it's that. It's because I really had, had to like go into my phone and read it. <laughs> I love Woody Harrelson. Not wearing his glasses. I'm not wearing my glasses. I never do. I really need to. <laughs> so, when it comes to Venom, let there be carnage. It's simple. Do you like the first one? You'll like this one. Not like the first one? That's how you'll feel here. It's the bigger, faster version Fair of enough. the first movie, oh, which right. I enjoyed and instantly forgot about. But a fun time, nonetheless. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it? Sure. Why now, <laughs> I've got to so Don't like it? Fuck off. There's a, there's a guy that I really like. <laughs> yeah. He was part of the uh, part of the Collider crew and Shmo's crew for a bit. His name's John Roker. I, re- I really like John Roker. Big, he's also a big wrestling fan. Gives some interesting takes on wrestling and just movies in general. Now, this is what he said about Venom. Venom, Let There Be Carnage is not a good movie, sadly. Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris, and Michelle Williams are wasted in one-note roles with Tom Hardy struggling to give Eddie Brock slash Venom any depth or complexity. In brackets, it's not his fault. It feels like the studio cut up Andy Serkis' original cut to shit, to shit and sacrifice story beats, character progressions, and any real logic to get it under 90 minutes. But I will say that the special effects of Carnage are glorious and will delight any comic book fan. Mm. Eddie and Venom's relationship still works here, and I did laugh a few times at their banter. And also, the end credit scene is, and he uses that emoji where it's like the head exploding. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. If you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. Right. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't as negative as the No Time to Die guy. But it's an, it's an interesting take. Yeah. That mm. what he said there was what I pretty much felt about the first one, except that maybe I wasn't that negative towards it. Like, I did yeah. see some yeah. more, like, highlights of it. Fair enough. But the post credit scene is the big thing. Has that got something to do with that that bit of um, that photo we saw? That a, is that a good time to get yes, into that? I think it is, it is because now, for some people, this might be spoiler territory. For the new Venom movie. But not confirmed spoilers. It's pure speculation. That's all it is right now. Yeah. So, recent, well, recently, I mean over the past few weeks, which is still recently, 
a photo came out of Tom Hardy, which I think he actually might have uploaded himself on Instagram. No, I don't think so. Or was it someone else that uploaded it? The person next to him, yeah. um, Next to post up the photo on Instagram. Mm. So it's it's just a normal photo. He it's Tom Hardy posing with other people, smiling, sitting down, the usual. Just your average photo. Yeah, average photo. But Tom Hardy's wearing a particular hat. It's the crew it's the crew member's hat from Spider Man. Spider-Man. Sorry, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, do a flip! Yeah, Spider-Man! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a Spider-Man No Way Home cap that all the production members got. Mm-hmm. Why is he wearing that? Yes, why is he in Tell me why. Why is somebody wearing the hat? Tell me why. It shouldn't be revealed at all. Tell me why. It might be a massive spoiler that we saw on Insta. (laughs) Sorry, I'm We saw on insta this new spider-man movie it's looking like it's going to be potentially a sinister six movie yeah. or, or a setup to what we're going to get in the future maybe a yeah. sinister six movie so we've got doc ock that's that's officially confirmed jamie fox's electro is pretty much confirmed i think it is confirmed we just don't know if it's the same electro yes mm. but jamie fox's electro nonetheless that's true a goblin bomb with Willem Dafoe's laugh. Yeah, of course. Willem Dafoe's back, baby. So that's three. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, it looks like the lizard's in the movie. Which yes. you can see in the No Way Home trailer if you, like, dim the lighting for the actual yeah. That was the hardest one to it. see. Yeah, but, it, crazy, but yeah. it's him. It's him. And Sandman. Sandman. Which we saw little hints in the trailer. Sandman. Mm. Sorry, I just realized what you did. Yeah. <laughs> So that's potentially five, unconfirmed, but five. And it's like the apparently Marvel's best kept secret was who's going to be the sixth villain. Right. I was trying to figure out who it was. Like, Wait, did you say Vulture already? There's nothing about Vulture. Yeah, but. You never know. It like, has it, to be Vulture. It could be. It, could it be. doesn't have to be Vulture, though. It's Vulture, Scorpion was another yeah, one that I thought yeah, of. Exactly. But I was thinking scu- uh, Sculpture. Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just sits there, man. <laughs> Uh, Adrian, what do you think? It's just Michael Keating with his eyebrows going. He's handsome as hell, but he's. There, but he doesn't say a thing! He's evil. Damn it. <laughs> or Mysterio. Maybe he faked his death and he comes back. Hey, we still can't rule that out. Yeah. No, really. Can't. But if I was to put money on it, not a lot of money, or I'm not that confident. Yeah. If I was to put maybe at most 10 bucks on it, I'd put my money on Venom. Well, no. but would he be a villain? I don't know. And he's, I don't think. He- it's all up for speculation. Was he ever in the S- Sinister Six in the comics? No. I don't that doesn't was. matter, though. I know, but he's not a... I know he's more of an anti-hero, but... Start off as a villain. The comics are just an inspiration. Mm. Kevin Feige can do whatever the hell he wants. And I'm there for it. I don't Slash think. Sony. I just don't think. Or he's in it at the end. I think it'll be a post credit scene. I think it's a post credit scene. We'll see. We'll never know. Which, another thing about Venom... We'll is never that... know, ever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never we'll know. know. I plan to see it. <laughs> I don't know what you're planning. I want to see it one day. But for people... I'm never going to know! But for people that are keen to see Venom, I will say this. Watch out. Because there are big spoilers online. The post credit scene has leaked. For oh, Venom, yeah. let there be carnage. But is it confirmed that it is the post credit scene? Pretty much. Oh, ay, 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 ay. All right, Pretty be careful, much. people. Be careful what you see out there, okay? 
Yeah. Let's talk about a trailer that actually came out within the last couple of weeks. The Hawkeye trailer. As soon as the Christmas music started, it's lost me. Yeah. It just turned into a joke. At what seemed like a joke. I'm sure the whole show was not going to be like that. But I felt like the whole trailer was a joke. Think of um, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I thought I thought she was good. I think yeah. she's going to kick ass. And I love Hawkeye. I've yeah. always really liked his character. I like Jeremy mm. Renner, so I have no doubt that this show is going to be good. Uh, I think I'm no, I don't know, but I do think I am going to enjoy it because I enjoy his character. But I just didn't like the trailer. Yeah, oh, fair enough. But I think you can still like the show without liking the trailer. Yeah, so that's th- fair. There's, yeah. Pl- there's plenty of things that have had terrible trailers but the product is actually great and there are other examples of amazing trailers like the Suicide Squad trailers mm. sorry Suicide Squad not trailers. the the, the first the one the David Ayer one and then the movie was yeah exactly so, so I just wasn't a fan yeah. that's okay no, yeah. then, no one's judging you I won't go like I won't go into my thoughts yet George what did you think okay. of the trailer I was kind of in the same situation as El. Um, and same thoughts in the sense that it was it did seem a little bit too upbeat for what I thought it would be yeah like I was expecting different that's why I was probably more disappointed I was expecting different what what were you expecting I was expecting a bit darker but I know that with Marvel what I'm gonna get is something like this but I know it's just gonna turn to shit yeah and I don't mean shit as in bad quality I mean like it's gonna get dark yeah you Mm. know what I mean and that's what I, I was thinking. I was thinking like while I was watching it, it was kind of felt like a like a diehard sort of like the start of like a diehard oh, yeah. Yeah. movie. And I'm sure a lot of people have said that um, it's like I was watching that kind of movie. Yeah, that's an interesting. But I comparison. I know that in my mind, I gave it a bit of more like you know I'm a bit more excited about it than what the trailer showed because I know it's gonna be great. Like you were saying, yeah, I'm still expecting good things. Because I'm really excited about Hawkeye's sort of story, his side story. I know he's gonna, he's very good at what he does, and I, I know yeah. it's gonna be exciting and a lot of action. Yeah. And I think that it will be like that. I think the first episode, it's gonna start us off like the trailer did. Plenty of quips in this. Yeah, plenty of quips. quips. <laughs> but it's gonna get turn a corner really quick. Yeah, I agree. And it's gonna get like, whoa, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. You didn't see that coming. You didn't see that coming. I'm sure this is going to have plenty of heart. I'm sure. Now, the trailer... If I already wasn't such a big fan of the Marvel product and Hawkeye as a character in the MCU, I would not be interested in this show at all. Just yeah. in the trailer. Because it just felt like, ah, oh, they're doing Die Hard. It just feels like a Die Hard ripoff. That was the first thing I got from watching the trailer. It didn't leave me wanting more in the way it wanted me to yeah because i went from being really excited to i'm curious to see how it looks mm. now the so. shows have never started bad there's been a couple that have kind of finished a bit yeah. subpar but mm. that's why i think the show's gonna be good because the show's yeah. been pretty good so far another piece of interesting news that i wanted to bring up today was the third fantastic beast movie had the date and title revealed oh when's it coming out okay so in australia it's confirmed for the 8th of april 2022 Oh, oh, that's, that's cool. Soon. Yeah. That's actually pretty soon. So it's called The Secrets of Dumbledore. That is a terrible title. Why? It's very fitting it's for how the it, second It just one kind ended. of sounds very like bold and the beautiful-ish. Really? Yeah. Oh, I liked it. The, the Secrets of Dumbledore. Or like a really like C-grade teen novel. Enchanted. <laughs> the Secrets of Grimevaldolf. 
whoever the villain is or whatever. <laughs> I nearly said I, Grindelwald, so yeah, I no. thought it was something else. You gotta read so the books. <laughs> you gotta read the books, damn it. Well, that's why I found it really fitting because <laughs> Dumbledore does have a lot of secrets in his life. Yeah. So, so it's really good. can you lives. give. It's been out for a few years, so spoilers. What happens at the end of The Crime of Grindelwald? So Grindelwald revealed to Credence that he's apparently a brother of Dumbledore. Now, who, what, what, who is Credence now? Is he just a... Uh... So he was the Obscurus okay, from in the, the first, from one, the first and one, and he doesn't know who his identity is. And Have you seen the movie? I've seen the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, I, I was... haven't seen it since it came out. Okay, so. so it was revealed in the second one by Grindelwald that he was somehow a Dumbledore. And I think wow. it's implied that he is a brother of Dumbledore, but I really don't understand how that would be because he was so again. young compared to Dumbledore. Yeah. So, and Dumbledore's father went to Azkaban due to how he treated some muggle boys because they made fun of his daughter. So I don't know when uh. he would have had a child. So I really don't know how he could be a Dumbledore. You don't know whether Grindelwald is lying where there is some truth to it and maybe he's some sort of descent from somewhere else. But I think it is implied that he could be a brother. What do you think? I don't know. It's very it's there's no books based off this, there's nothing What to... would you prefer? Since you're so, since you know a lot about the series and the books, what do you think would suit better for the series? I don't know, maybe that Grindelwald's lying. Okay. You know, because he's, he's deceiving. He's very deceiving. You know, mm. he is he's a lot cunning. like Voldemort in that way. Yeah. But like, as like powerful wise, like Voldemort, but like very different. Mm. You know what I mean? Like his he's like personality is like it's very different to Voldemort. Is he more charming? Like, he's more like is is more. Yeah, but everyone thought Tom Riddle was very charming. Yeah, okay, that's just what I think. I think what about yeah. Voldemort? 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 I feel like he's more. Cunning. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That, that's a hard one. Okay. But anyway, so that's pretty much what the second movie ends with. And now you find out secrets of Dumbledore. So you find... I'm guessing we're going to find out how. Are they making more Fantastic Beasts movies after this? to be five or overall? Five? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Well, that's what I thought I remember. I heard that this might be the end. I heard another one saying that there might be five or... Originally, I thought there was going to be two, so yeah. I got no clue. I don't know how it is now that Johnny Depp is not Grindelwald anymore, but they have hired a really great actor to replace him. Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, and honestly, he's got the look. If it's not Johnny Depp, I'm glad it's him, because he's really got the look for Grindelwald and what they're after. It's funny, they look nothing alike, but I'm guessing for the character of but who Grindelwald is. But it makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense, because he's meant to be very handsome, He's meant to be a very good-looking man. But and Mikkelsen is a very good-looking man. They're very suave and charming-looking. And, you know, that's the kind of person he's meant to be. And Johnny Depp played that role very well, in my opinion. And I think Mads Mikkelsen will also play that role. Man. We'll see. I still remember when I watched the first movie in the cinemas. and Because there was no... I didn't know anything about it. And I yeah. didn't know Johnny Depp was going to be in the movie. So when yeah. Colin Farrell turned into Johnny Depp, I was like... What? <laughs> Where did that come? Because yeah. it's such a big name in the Harry Potter series, yeah. and because it's an American actor, such a big name American actor. I'm like the what? Yeah. Where the yeah, hell did that come from? Yeah. And he's Grindelwald. Grindelwald or Grindelwald? I'm making sounds German. Grindelwald. <laughs> Grindelwald. What's his first name? His uh, first name's uh, Crimes of. <laughs> 
First Dumbledore's first name. Secrets <laughs> of... Gellert. Gellert Grindelwald. Gellert. Yeah. Gellert I didn't Grindelwald. know that. You did it? No, did they say that in the books? Yes, indeed. I swear, J.K. Rowling thinking these names just literally picked out a bunch of letters from the hat and put them together. It's like, I want this letter, I want this name to have five letters in it. No, she's no, probably got a reasons e- for each name has some sort of meaning that attributes to the character. Get it. In some language somewhere, the definition of definition of it would be very relevant to his character. I like that. That's how it is with everyone. All the names have something to do with the character. Smart lady, even though she's probably not the best person to talk about right now. When it comes to Harry Potter, she's a genius. Yes. That's all we need to talk about. I've got two more things on the agenda. Well, two more things for me on the agenda. Because I'm very excited for the first one, in particular, is The Last of Us. Now, The Last of Us, the first game, for me, is the best game of all time. The story isn't groundbreaking, by all means. But it's the way... It's the way it was told and the the gameplay of it, how it made you just feel so involved with these characters and it made you feel a part of their world and that you were essentially a fly in the room for their relationship with Joel and Ellie. Yep. Now, first game, like I said, best, for me, best game of all time, 10 out of 10. Anything that you can call that is great, it's what The Last of Us is to me. Last of Us Part 2, not as good. Probably the most controversial game of all time. Yep. Which is nuts. It's because of the whole leak that came out before it. And it was crazy. And I got a bunch of it spoiled for me. And it didn't exactly ruin the experience for me. Now, after all that stuff with The Last of Us Part 2... It's been in the works for a while. But they announced that HBO is going hard on a Last of Us series. Yeah. And it made me a little bit sceptical of it. Because it's just like the... The Last of Us Part 2 is very heavy. I don't know how much more I can take of The Last of Us and they're going to do this the first game again. But at the same time, I was still very excited because, curiosity, they're making something of my favourite, of like what I think is the best game. Games don't really mould well towards movies and TV. No, I don't mm. think so. From what we've seen. But I don't the f- think they translate very well. Translate was the word I was looking yeah. for, so that's a better way of explaining it. But the fact that HBO is going all in on this. HBO. Arguably the biggest TV studio in the world, bar Netflix mm. and Amazon. Yeah. These guys have made some of the greatest shows of all time. And the fact that each episode is getting like a $10 million budget wow. is crazy. Yeah. Lord. Now, Pedro Pascal, who is the busiest man in Hollywood right now, oh, yeah. has been cast as Joel. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting casting. The main uh, dude. Button? Is he the main dude? Yeah, he's yeah. the main dude. And I, f- I think her name's Bella Ramsey. I, f- I believe he's playing Ellie. She's also in Game of Thrones. She's very good in Game of Thrones. And I thought the casting... I had to see it to really imagine it. Now, they released the first image. It's only their backs. Yeah. And the way they shot it, originally I thought it was like an, a scene from the game that they didn't use. And then I ran underneath the first image of the Last of Us series. It just blew me away. It felt and like the game. It felt like the game. Yeah. Uh, my chest felt heavy because because the way they angled it felt like a third person and it just I was just so shocked with like glee mm. and I know it's just an image we haven't seen the trailer the show's not even out but just seeing that picture I felt like I was looking at Joel and Ellie that's that's a really good first sign that's a and good sign yeah just yeah. It, it's the little things that's gonna sound weird but if you play the game you understand like the back of Joel's head the, the shirt that he's wearing with the yeah. jacket it's like that's Joel yeah and what Ellie's wearing, how she was, I'm like, that's Ellie. 
Yeah. I'm still lost for words how much I love the image. It's crazy how just one picture just completely pushes my anticipation through the roof for something. Mm. I was already very excited for it, but now this is my most anticipated show to come out. Wow. The power of advertising and marketing. Yeah. Yes. It was just such a... Because they released it on September 28th, which is Outbreak Day and The Last of Us, because that's when the outbreak happens. Oh, right. Interesting. Yeah. And the last bit of news I wanted to talk about, because it's relevant to what our last podcast was about. Yeah. Christopher Nolan... And uh, he's moving away from Warner Brothers, and we were nervous about him potentially going to Netflix. Yes. It's not going to Netflix. Woohoo! It's going to Universal. Which That's pretty cool. Crazy shout to go to Universal. Excited to see yeah. what they can do with it. Well, it's a big studio. You know, they've got a lot of big movies behind them. So then, you know. Great theme park. Great theme park. I love it. Great theme well, park. Th- think about, like, although the series isn't great. The fact that they've got a series that can kind of compete with Marvel in the Fast and Furious franchise. Like, it's not a superhero series. Yeah, in terms series. of how many movies are actually in that franchise. And how it's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Desperate Housewives? They do Desperate Housewives? Yeah, yes. you drive part, drive in the street when you do the tour at what? LA. That's so random. I did not know that. It's so random. It's amazing. But and then you go past the Norman Bates house. and then you, That's cool. And then you're... Whoville? Whoville, like right next door. You got a Whoville. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, War cool. of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. That airplane that's crashed yeah. with a whole bunch of. No, no wonder why Cat in the Hat was advertising uh, Universal Studios. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> All these movies are like grand spectacles. Yeah. That's what I'm curious. I'm guessing they're going to show the atomic bomb dropping because it's a Nolan yeah. movie. Right. Curious as to how he's going to demonstrate this. Oh, uh, uh, it's it's a combination that it's a lot of good things coming out next year. Wow. Which it goes every year, but I feel like next year in particular, boy, some exciting times. When you've got nothing for so long. Anything looks exciting. Anything looks exciting. But that Although genuinely this is does. actually very exciting. Yeah, yeah, this is genuinely exciting. Especially because I wasn't that huge on Tenet. Like, it was good, but yeah. not, like, amazing. But that's what happens when you're a director that pretty much constantly makes amazing movies. Anything that's remotely not great just looks eh. Even though it's like a solid like seven point five or something like yeah, that, yeah, exactly, like a great movie yeah, in, 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 in its own term. Nolan. But for him, it's like this is shit he's for a, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, his average movie is someone else's masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it for today's podcast. That was a big episode. Thanks I hope for sticking you're all with still us. With us. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for sticking by us in this episode, and we had so much to catch up on. So much to catch up on. Do not forget to email us your thoughts at 3tickets2podcast at gmail.com and please follow us on TikTok. It's going very well at the moment. Yes, yeah, going on bad. Got about, what, 480-something followers so far? Yeah. Doing well. More. Do not forget to follow us on TikTok. That is just at 3tickets2podcast. We upload daily content on there about movies, shows, actors, just... A whole bunch of recommendations. So there's something for you every day. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well, which is at 3tickets2. And that is everything. Thank you so much for joining us today. We love you for it. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Love you.